Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. Um, so, good morning. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm glad you're all back. I know that um, there, there were several people for different kinds of reasons who weren't able to um, return today. And in some ways, nice to have this intimate space. And um, I'm just naming that we're kind of like, you know, end of yesterday, beginning of today, in the middle of an experience. And that, that um, often find in the middle of things, like, um, uh, there can be this sense of, I know I feel like, whoa, what's happening? Like, wheels are falling off. How does it come together, you know? And, um, and so just, you know, I was having a little of that feeling last night and this morning thinking about, you know, this theme of embodying friendliness and that, you know, it's something that I'm writing about and it's something that I think about a lot. Uh, and then the more I think about it, the more I'm like, what is friendliness? <laughs> you know, this is a little existential kind of <laughs> um, conundrum. And I think part of it is that the more deeply I look into um, the kind of friendliness, friend that I want to be and the kind of friendship that I long for, which is this deep, you know, commitment to my own and another person's liberation and a partnership in that um, and accountability to each other in that, that it's, um, it becomes just so much deeper than um, I think, and, and the word friend doesn't seem to completely encompass this this thing that I, I long for and want and try to be. Um, and I think part of it is, something that you named yesterday, Pascal, around it was when we were doing the mindfulness of body practice and you were talking about the, um, the sensitivity and the complexity of just everything that can be happening in here and then the realization that in each person there's this entire universe that is as complex and sensitive and varied and changeable as my own and the way that that just how that lens can actually shape a conversation or a an interaction to have the sense that there's this what I see and then there's this entire world there that I maybe can only see the tip of these icebergs there um and uh and the understanding that in this human experience we have you know both um incredible vibrancy and life and joy and that there's also um suffering which is unavoidable there's the suffering of personal tragedy which um any of us can experience uh and probably will experience given the nature of life you know that we get separated from people we love we get stuff we don't want we you know lose people um we lose ourselves <laughs> sometimes and then also the suffering that comes um from oppression, which is this kind of, it's like the personal tragedy kind of compounded by institutional forces that like hold it in place. And, um, and so all of that happening all the time. 
and having that be present in the relational field makes friendship um, just complex for me, that it's both a celebratory, um, it's like being able to celebrate together and being able to grieve together. Um, and, uh, and also knowing how to process when, when it is, um, when we do feel touched and tender, either because we're just in touch with each other's complexity and perhaps pain, or because we've actually, you know, um, inadvertently committed harm or we've been harmed. And, and so, yeah, just even thinking about that, what, what are the tools that allow us to, um, continue to be in relationship with one another and all of that, you know, dynamic field. And, you know, when Pascal was saying that we may have a little different view on this, that we were having a, a lot of conversation about um, the instructions that the Buddha gave about how to work with our mind and how that leads to liberation in an individual level and what of those are actually useful when we talk about collective liberation and what of those like cease to be useful. Um, and, and, I, and I would agree with the things that you named, you know, around um, clarity and awareness and intention um, and love as these qualities that we develop in this inner way to, um, to start to wake up. I have this alchemy of these mental factors that allow for awakening. And then it also seems that to me that, um, you know, the theory of change in, in Buddhism is often you know, change your mind to change the world. And I feel like um, that would just take such a long time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I don't think we have that kind of time, frankly. Um, it just seems to be kind of an urgent situation <laughs> that we're in. So then, you know, thinking about what else is um, is needed and we'll talk about that a little. I mean, I tend to talk about that a little more this afternoon in terms of like the, the effort towards awakening um, off, off the cushion um, and in relationship with one another. Um, but one of the things that I use in practice um, to work with my own aversion to um, suffering, my own and other suffering is a practice that um, some of you might have done before. I'm sure many of you actually have in some way or another. It's called um, Tonglen. Um, it, it's a Tibetan practice of giving and taking. Can I just see a show of hands of people who have tried this or read about it or, yeah, some people. And then um, it's a pretty accessible practice. So if, if you haven't done it before, um, it's okay. And I wanted to see because people instruct it in somewhat different ways. So I'll just show you the way that I know, but it doesn't mean that this is the right way or that your way is wrong or something. Um, but it, it's a Tibetan Buddhist practice. Um, Tonglen literally means sending and taking, and it's the opposite of what sometimes, ha I don't, um, <clears throat> like I kind of like new age stuff, so I, I'm not like making fun of new aginess, but I, I, cause I'm totally, like I'm into crystals now, it's like all happening. But, um, but um, the, you know, there is this, kind of stereotypical meditation where you um, breathe in like the light and the goodness and you breathe out badness, you know, as a part of this kind of like, and that is fine. Um, but this kind of practice actually reverses that situation and says, 
where there is obstruction, where there is grief, where there is heaviness, I actually breathe that in. And then I breathe out spaciousness and openness and clarity for myself and for other beings so that the this body and heart and mind become a vessel for the transformation of suffering. And it's really a training, you know, from the Buddhist perspective, there's actually no thing that you're breathing in. When you're you visualizing breathing in, you know, obstruction, it's not like bad energy that can get stuck in your body. We're, we're working with kind of the concept of that. Um, but why it's useful is that uh, often, I don't know, like I can catch myself operating at a low-grade form of denial around what I'm actually feeling. I'm like, I'm not hurt. That didn't hurt me. I'm cool. I'm not feeling vulnerable. I'm not mad. I'm not, you know, it's like all day long. And it's like, oh, I'm mad. I feel vulnerable. <laughs> I'm scared, you know? And um, when I'm in that, oh, I'm not, no, 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 there's, it's a, um, I have a mentor who calls this the cat on the toilet seat position. Because <laughs> it's like, like, you know, have you ever seen a cat that gets like stuck on a toilet seat or on a sink? And they like, they like don't want to get in there, but then they can't get out either. So they're just like, Mah! and it's very uncomfortable, very tense, <laughs> very energetically expensive position to be in. And so my mentor was like, so I was talking to her one time and I was kind of like the, you know, emotionally, I was like, Mah! and she was like, honey, you got it. You got to get into it to get out of it. And I was like, okay, you know, it's like, if we're willing to like drop into the toilet bowl and get wet, <laughs> you know, just like get in the shit then we we have options about how we how, what our next move is right um so that, that that's my that's my explanation of what we're doing in Tonglen practice <laughs> so um so i thought we could do this for a little bit before we do 20 minute dance today does that sound okay yeah okay um, and just to know that if, you know, I, I did this whole thing about, you know, don't worry, it's not bad energy and whatever, but if, if at any point it feels like it's not right for you, um, feel free to just do a practice that you know that feels good and grounding and that um, connects you with your, your naturally open heart, um, whether that's a breath practice or some kind of other um, phrase that you use or something like that. Uh, I didn't ma name this, but this is a com compassion practice. So compassion is the heart quality that um, when the, it's said that when the awakened heart um, becomes aware of suffering, compassion is what naturally blossoms, which can actually, I don't know, it shifts my perspective on suffering from something that I'm trying to avoid without, you know, um, as if that was possible into something that when it comes up, it's this opportunity to really connect me with this boundless quality of heart and mind. Um, when the awakened heart um, becomes aware of suffering, compassion is what naturally blossoms. So, um, And I hope this isn't too off topic, but I just, I'm aware that it's Father's Day. And um, I was talking to my partner this morning about, about that and just how many different um, kinds of fathers there are, you know. Um, 
And so, you know, if there's anything to acknowledge in that too, in the practice, um, that's also allowed. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Kind of, yeah, but I'll guide, I'll guide it, so I won't like just be like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna leave you out there, but that that is basically it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we we'll just find a comfortable seat and um, or lying down. Uh, it's good to make yourself comfortable in a heart practice. Um, so I see some people taking advantage of that. That's wonderful. 